This is the One Step Better Podcast. Helping small businesses make wins each and every week. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the One Step Better Podcast. I'm Mike Schaefer. With me, of course, this week is our good old friend, Matt Patrick. What's up, man? Welcome, Matt. Matt, hey. we're today we're going to be talking about something that's really fun. As you guys know, if you're listening to this uh, when it drops, we're in the middle of the year. Anytime we get to this point of the calendar, I think it's always a good idea to reassess, think about where things are, especially if you're running a business. Maybe look at your scorecard a little bit deeper. Maybe you need to realign yourself to whatever those goals would be. And so we're going to talk through that process, how to do that, what makes sense, uh, all that type of stuff today. So it's going to be fun. Like Before that. we do that, we always got to have a little bit of fun on the beginning and actually uh, goof off a little bit. This one's actually, this question here, our question of the week is uh, not as like fun as other ones we've had in the past. It's more <laughs> philosophical, right? All right. Uh, so here's your question. Okay. Do you spend more of your time and energy thinking about what's happened in the past or thinking about what may happen in the future? I would say I probably spend more time about what's going to happen in the future. I'm definitely more of an optimist on, on that stuff. I, I definitely am sentimental to the past, but I'm constantly always thinking, I think, forward. Yeah. Um, certain circumstances obviously do. I mean, pictures of the kids when they're little or places we've been when the kids were, you know, different stages of our, of my life. You know, I think back to high school events or high school friends and that type of stuff. Obviously love that, but I'm definitely more forward thinking. You? I, uh, can I, I'm going to put a third. Mm -hmm. I spend more time thinking about the present. Well, that's good. Look at you. And that was not the question. That's not I, the question. The question. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, there's times in which I get, uh, I don't know, sentimental. I don't know what the right word is. And I'll start to kind of get retrospective about past and that type of stuff. But for the most part, I can, a lot of times for me that gets it, like, there's those high moments, but there's also the low moments. And so it, I don't, I don't know. I don't spend too much time thinking about the past, but I do spend a good bit of time thinking about the present. And I probably should spend more time thinking about the future. For example, this podcast is going to drop that last ish week of June, which is like, two or three days before mm -hmm. mine and Mary's anniversary. Better and get that right. I didn't realize it was that close until mm. like two days ago. But you just got back from a trip so, too, so. Yeah, no. So Did maybe I'm going to roll this into, that hey, that was our anniversary. Happy anniversary <laughs> past. Uh, and so maybe, <laughs> you know, Meredith may disagree. Maybe I need to spend some more time thinking about the future. So we're going on a big trip right before our 25th. Yeah. And so I've been thinking like, well, that was supposed to be the 25th, but ooh, I probably should be doing something for the 25th. So you need to write a card that says, Happy I'm really looking forward to spending this trip with you. <laughs> Happy no, no, anniversary. No, no. I really, it's, it's after. So our anniversary is after the trip. You're, so oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, I need to be like, I'm, that trip was I awesome. I really had a great time on our anniversary trip. Yeah. Here's some flowers. Here's Let's call flower. it good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where do you want to go to dinner tonight? Yeah. <laughs> if um, you have suggestions for yeah, anniversary gifts, no, please send them to Mike S at works.com. Mike S. Yeah, Mike S. Uh, yeah, because I just realized that the other day. It's like, oh, so that's what my, that question made me think. I was like, oh, what, what is going on in the future? I, I have an anniversary coming up. I like your thought process <laughs> thinking of the present. That obviously is, I think, probably more important than anything is make sure you are present. I, I don't do, know. I have a hard time with that in my daily life. I, I, don't, I don't think I do a good job of being in the present. I don't do that from like a philosophical. It's more the I'm in the throes of having some young kids. And I'm just thinking through how I'm going to get through today. Some, I mean, there's some days like, are right, we got 18 different events in 14 different directions with all four kids. Oh yeah, been there for sure. It's 
I don't have time to think about what's going to happen next weekend. Yeah. It's like, I don't even know what's happening tonight. And so it's, it's not like an existential philosophical. I want to be present. Yeah. Uh, Circumstances. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah. I wish I could do that better. Uh, But you know, thinking about the future does help us really kind of align some of the things that we're doing today. So it's important to think about the past. It's important to think about the now and it's important to think about what's, what's happening. And when we have that picture of what is happening, we can really kind of adjust. I think about alignment. One of my first jobs that, uh, when I was, I guess I was in college. So maybe Maybe not super first job, but close to it. I worked at a car dealership, and I worked uh, in the, like the mechanics area of a car dealership. And we every single day it seemed like we had people coming in and saying, "Hey, I need to something's wonky with my tires. I need to get looked at." And they would service realignments on their tires. And it was funny because those people would come in, and it was a very slight, like either I hear road noise when I'm traveling that sounds weird. Maybe my car shaking a little bit. Something is off. And it was as simple as those tires got just a little bit outside of normal. They're not pointing the same direction. And they would have to go through the process of getting that alignment so that everything is working properly. And this is really what we're talking about today because there are times in our lives, whether it's personal or professional, that we really need to look into the future and see where we're trying to go and make sure our current is aligned towards that goal. And if not, we need to take ourselves into the shop and have them put us under the hood and, and yep. you know fix the stuff so that we can actually get where we're going. And I think this time, especially as we're looking at middle of the year, it's kind of a natural point to be able to do that on the calendar. Very um, much so. Because there's you got time to change stuff. There's time to change stuff, but also you don't want to do this too often. Like if I'm aligning, th- or not aligning, if I'm evaluating everything, like say weekly or monthly, I'm never going to actually get anything done because I'm going to spend all my time thinking about stuff. And it hasn't incrementally changed and enough it, to probably make a difference. Yeah, yet. it hasn't I, I can't. Enough. I can't even ide- – it, it has. I ha- can't identify it well enough yet. Right, but maybe once yeah. a quarter, twice a year, that type mm-hmm. of stuff, you should be looking at what are your goals and how are we, how are we uh, uh, getting there. So this is a great time to do that. And so if you own a business and you, or, or if you're a part of a, a leadership team, this is really the podcast for you to really talk through what are we doing right now in the middle of the year to assess where we're at and where we're going. So, Matt, as we get started here, uh, when you think about your business rhythms in history – Yep. Is quarterly, is semi-annually, how often is it good for you to actually sit back, pull away from the table, and think about where are we going and what are we doing today to help us get there? I would say no less than two times a year, but realistically, I'm probably in that two to three times a year I probably look at stuff forward like that. We have some rhythms, and our business are a little different, obviously, yeah. before tax season, after tax season. Summer is a little slower for us. Not really slower, but just timing-wise, I have more free time. End of year is a big deal. So I would say at least three times a year, I'm really looking at it pretty hard. Um, mid-year is definitely one of the major – I mean, end of year is big, getting ready for the next year, planning, carrying out your goals right. and all that stuff. But mid-year, I'm making sure we're back in alignment, making yeah. sure we still haven't gotten off track. And, and also for me, we just finished a big season, so I need to make sure that – Postmortem wise, we're looking at that, going, okay, was that that goes well? We wanted it to. What's planned for now that we're out of tax season? What's the next six months look like? It's kind of a uh, you know we were at a conference that not too long ago. They talked about after action reviews mm-hmm. and, and you know pulling the military term into a business 
life. It in some ways it's kind of like that. We're doing an after action review of what happened in this past six. In months. this case, six months mm-hmm. maybe. And and what are the good things? What are the bad things? Where should we have learned something? Where did maybe we need to make some mm-hmm. changes? Yep. And it's always these little reviews, these little checkups are always forward facing. We're thinking about the past. We're talking about the past, mm-hmm. but we're not lamenting on the fact that oh, I missed that opportunity, or it's it's hey, I missed that opportunity. What can we do next time to make sure that we don't? Oh yeah, do definitely. That? I mean, we you know we've done we we just gone through an EOS uh, quarterly meeting with ourselves, and it's been one of those things where it's good for us to know what our big goal was, you know, and then how we're working backwards to that. So that now we're going, okay, are we still on alignment to reach our big goal? That's a very intriguing exercise. Um, You know, it's from a financial standpoint, from, uh, you know, you talk about cash and operational issues and technology issues and all the things that go into running a business. And we want to make sure that we're definitely in alignment and reaching our goals. You know, if, if it's growth or sales or marketing or you know, it could just be, you know, how does the facilities line up? But we'd make sure we're on track with what our intentions were. Yeah. And if you don't do this, it, it, you really have, you, you're running a pretty big risk. Matter of fact, it's probably likely that you are not going to end up where you would expect to end up. And so if I, if I Correct. don't, Good or bad. really having a goal, yep. do I have that long-term goal and what are my waypoints that's going to help me get to that goal? Correct. So that I can look up every quarter or however often and say, you know what, I'm on track, or maybe I need to adjust this a little bit. That's really what this is. And if you don't do that, you will not hit your goal. This should be course correction. Yeah. We are going towards the goal still, but are we exactly on course that we expect it to be? Yeah. Or are we above it? Or So we need to revise our goal. Or are we below it? Okay, we have a, how are we going to fix the problem so that we can get back in alignment? All that stuff is done I, in, you know, in a cycle that makes sense, but mid-year is a good time to do that. Yeah. And I, I do think like there's a there's a little component of it that are are where we going or what we planned on where we planned on going still where we want to go. Yep. But that's not what this is. This isn't necessarily we're gonna do a mid year goal setting exercise. We are gonna do that mid year. Is that goal? And this is a maybe five percent of this conversation. Reaffirm but our goal. Is all right, everybody. This is still our goal, right? Good, good, or good, good. Affirm our goal. Yeah, we we don't, about, uh, reaffirm or affirm. <laughs> We're going to affirm our goal. When I was reading all this, I was like, realignment or alignment? Is realignment is that yeah, redundant? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, same thing. It's the you know, I'm not trying to set goals here. Yeah. I'm not trying to make big long term strategy decisions here. I am saying, is the place that I said I was gonna go still the place I wanna be? And if yes, we're not jumping to it more than that. If yes, are we on track to actually go there? Absolutely. And there's so many factors going on today. Like we've got all kinds of costing issues, inflation issues. You know, the world is still kind of up in a state of turmoil. The market's down so much. I think it's important that you're course correcting regularly. You know, if, if um, those are outside influences, obviously not inside influences, but let's say you lost a key employee or you need to add some key employees or you've got. Um, you know, sales and marketing work the way you want to, or, you know, you're not able to deliver your product the way you want. Now's the time. Yeah. You know, you don't want to let that keep going. You need to fix that. Yeah. Because like, like we said, if you do let it keep going and you don't fix it, you will not end up where you want to be. Correct. So the big question here, Matt, uh, let's say that we've, we've, we agree that we need to do this. We need to look at where we're at. We need to look at where we're going, make sure that we're aligned. How do I actually do that? Where do I start to figure out where I am today relative to where I want to be. I kind of look at three things. And I love the, the our question, our, our, you know, our segue this week was, 
past, present, future. Yeah. And that really is where you start. I can't, I have to know where I want to go. I have to know where I've been and I have to know where I'm at right now. So I always think of that past, present, future being my first starting point. And um, in our mid-year checkups and our quarterly checkups with our clients, that's what we're often doing is that idea of what's the past look like. So I have a trend mm -hmm. to know which what direction we're going. I want to know exactly where we are today. So, hey, last quarter we were missing a person that we needed. Well, we hired them this quarter, but they haven't been as effective yet. But we're hired right, but we're still not exactly doing the momentum we want to have. So past, present, future is a super important thing. From there, I'm kind of looking at what I kind of think is our big five. Our big five is, um, you know, looking at operational issues we're running into. That could be anything from paperwork flowing through my office to how people are interacting to how friction is with my customer. I'm going to financial matters from there, going really hard into what does my trends look like? What was my plan of attack? What was I trying to get to? You know, where have our margins gotten off? Where have our costs are risen that we didn't realize? You know, is our sales volume the, the way we expect it to be? Then I'm getting to what I say is marketing and sales issues, really looking to make sure that we're growing the way we expect to grow. Um, but on the plan that we think that we're going to meet or exceed. And then I'm looking into people issues really heavily to make sure that um, all the people I need on my team here, if all the people on my team doing what they're supposed to be doing in the right role in the right seat. Um, and then the last thing is I want to know where my tax burden is. Where am I at right now? If I took a snapshot in time and projected that out, to know where I need it, where I want to need to make sure I have my cash saved up and and money put in reserve so that I don't have a tax surprise come you know eight months from now nine months from now and you're really getting predictive about that that's all for if I can guessing. predict hey you know what I'm going to have to write a check for I don't know hundred grand for for taxes I need to know that mm -hmm. I mean it's well I don't, yeah it's I need to know most that most likely I need to know that as early as possible so that when the time comes I can I can write that check. Correct. And, it, and and we would want to talk about that from the standpoint of what is your strategy to be able to write that check. All right, we're 32 or 30 weeks away and you're going to owe yeah. 60 grand. Okay, you got to put 2 grand a week aside. Okay, yeah. you are 300 grand away and you have no money in the bank. Okay, right. How are we going to fix that problem? That, right. could, that that we've had clients that happened that they did an event, they didn't realize how it was going to work from a tax standpoint. So we want to make sure there's no surprises there. Yeah. Like that's where I start. But, but I want to go back to the very beginning. Usually I start with the idea of friction with my operations because the results of that are financials and taxes right. and everything else. What's leading that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I look at the operational issues as my kind of my leading indicator. If I yeah. run into a problem, man, that paperwork's not going through. We're not doing a good job of onboarding a customer, or we're not doing a good job of you know sign up to install or you know in our world but like if i'm a, a restaurant hey we're having a hard time managing you know scheduling you know, that's a that's a f operational issue not necessarily a financial or a tax issue right yeah. i think you know this is where i think eos does help kind of get context to these things because mm -hmm. they really break it down into three categories mm -hmm. is your sales and marketing on track is your operations what i say operations slash production on track and what is your finance what we call really back office mm -hmm on track. And if those three things are on track, where you want them, where you want to go is going to be where you, where you are. Mm -hmm. But if you, let's say that I have a goal that's in 10 years, I want to be a hundred percent paperless office. Cause I'm going to have a green initiative or whatever it is. And I can then backtrack and say, Oh, you know what? My back office is full of paper. My sales and marketing is still using signed contracts with wedding stuff. And yeah. my operations team mm -hmm. is file cabinets heavy. I need to make an adjustment now that's going to sign or set me up for where I'm trying to go in 10 years. Now, that doesn't mean that tomorrow all those things are you know, flipped on its head, Correct. but I'm starting to formulate plans to get where I need to be. And if yeah. we wait until, in my stupid example, nine years from now, 
you're going to be a lot more disruptive in that change that happens. For sure. Like we've talked about our growth goals, you know, before and the idea of going, okay, in order to reach our growth goals, this is the number of people we need to have on our team. This is the process we think they're going to go through. We're testing that, making sure that works. Well, we're looking at and evaluating that as a snapshot. And today, we looked at our past history, snapshots today going, well, we have the not right people right now, but we're not getting the momentum we want yet. Okay, what do we do to fix that to so reach our goals? And it all goes back to that same past, present, future in my world. You mentioned uh, uh, whenever you're looking at the past, where you're starting at, as you're trying to identify some trends. Mm-hmm. What are some, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know if metrics is the right word, but what kind of information are you looking at? What's your comparable timeline to try to start to find those trends? Well, depending on the business I'm in, I'm looking for either comparable periods. So this month versus last month, this month versus the same month last year. That happens a lot more with seasonal businesses. If I'm in a lawn care business and it's July, (laughs) I'm expecting July 2021 to be the same as July 2022, I would expect. doesn't make sense to compare it against December. I can't compare it against December. And, And likewise, if I'm um, a restaurant, I really don't even care necessarily about July 21 or July 20. I really care about how do we do last period and also that same exact period last time. So yeah. four-week period matching four-week period or month matching month. Because you want to exclude that was a big jump because of a weekend or a holiday. Yeah, I mean, event. I love – I mean, with restaurants, we want to compare – I want to compare weekends most of the time. Yeah. And so we're you know, four weekends versus four weekends versus four yeah. weekends every period. Or – you know, St. Patty's Day is a is a, a needle mover for some of our business or for some of our clients. I need to make sure I know where St. Patty's Day is going to make my numbers. So we're comparing jump. apples yeah, to apples. apples to apples. Yeah. I then will also look at trends, which is year to date versus prior year to date, or year to date versus the prior six months before that. So, like in our case, we have a recurring business model that has a, a monthly rep- repetitive revenue that kind of grows and snowballs over time. I want to look at our six months now versus the prior exact six months because that tells me the trend we're yeah. on, not the where are we at a year ago, which is not really relative. Yeah. I mean, it is, but yeah. it's not as much. Yeah, I need to see some type of rolling numbers. Rolling numbers, right. Uh, so year-to-date yeah. versus the previous six months like in this in this world. Let's say it was the first half of the year versus the second half of last year. That's yeah. what I would want to look at. So when, when you do that, you have that data, you're looking at that data. What are you – so the, the struggle that I always have is I can look at that data, I can analyze that data. There's a difference, though, between a blip and a trend. Mm-hmm. How do you start to separate those two things? Okay, well, a blip is in my world, hey, I can justify that change. That's something I can explain away. And this happens a lot with restaurants. The weather was bad for all winter. You know, we well winter's always weather's well, always bad. Is that a blip or a trend? Yeah. Like you're planning for it not to be rainy and cold in December. Guess what? It's rainy and cold in December. Yeah. Um, you have to build that into your model. In our world, I, I would look at, you know, okay, well, a blip is, in our world, it was COVID, right? We have a, what I didn't know it was going to be a blip at the time, but it's, okay, the restaurants are all closed down, and then they're back open. Well, that that's yeah. not a, I don't want to repeat that trend. Yeah. That's not a trend. But hey, look, we see that every month our, um, our restaurants rev- that are comparing, like, 2020 month, versus 2020 versus month 21 versus month 22 is man, we we're doing awesome we would do yeah and it's the same as i think our government basically says our unemployment rates i mean our we've hired more people than ever no 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 they just went back to work yeah that's not the same thing yeah. <laughs> that's not the same yeah. thing as hiring them what's our denominator yeah what was the beginning point <laughs> no I, I i would look you know the restaurants did a, did a good job of this they're looking we're comparing numbers now we're looking at 19 versus 22 before the blip before COVID happened, 21 still recovery year as well. So it's even hard to compare numbers there. 
was that a week when, when my head chef was out on COVID or was it a week when everybody was in the house yeah. and was people, were we still on government restrictions or were we not on government restrictions? All that stuff is too yeah. still weird. So I'm gonna look farther back than that. So this is where I don't, uh, maybe you and I are different here. So I'm, I'm curious to know in my mind, I treat everything. My starting point with anything is that this is a trend. So this is my doomsday scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Probably do too. So I start I with, prove it's not a trend. I, yeah. I want to prove that this is, is something that can be reasonably explained or is a is going to be here for a while cuz I, w- I want to dig into those things. Yeah, I'm I'm, at, I'm at I'll give you an example of that. Thing. Um let's say today in 2022, my, let's say my labor cost is jumping up as a percentage of overall. All right, so why? Is that did we do maybe um sign-on bonuses? Did we do uh some type of additional compensation that's short-term in nature or have we increased maybe salaries at a rate that is Higher not normal rent. from history? And because then I have to determine, is this something that needs to be adjusted or is this something I have to accept as a new reality, especially coming out of COVID? Yeah, absolutely. There are things that are here that are of, not, that, that, that are just new. That's exactly right. I think the same thing. I think, well, is that a pricing problem where I haven't raised my revenue? Yeah to offset the cost of the new cost of, of hiring? Or did I hire because I'm trying to create some capacity for future growth? Well, those are two different models. I can run a, I can run a labor rate that's lower. I just expect our people to be burnt out in three months. Right. But if also I expect to, you know, if I want to, or trying to grow by 30% next year, I need to make sure I'm ready to grow by yeah. 30%. So I had to overhire. So I said justifying is kind of how I justify between a blip and a trend. Yeah. I, th- I think that's super important to yeah. do on all of those things though, because it's, This is where if you don't have uh, a little bit more of a detailed mind or analytical mind, this is the stuff that's, yeah, you know, that's like to use that's That was the weather. Let's move on instead of, oh, was it really? And it's easy to just be, you know, a little bit flippant about those things. Well, the one scary. One thing I see business owners do going, I'm happy with the result. Yeah. Well, the answer may be something you're happy with, but if the, the answer is not training the way you want it to is a problem and also... Is are you doing as good as you just because it is good doesn't yes. mean you're doing as good as you can do. I'm happy with the results mean the past I'm accepted I'm okay with the past. Yeah. And that is it? different than are the results leading to me to my desired future. Correct. That's the I'm forward is the goal. Is this am mm-hmm. I going towards the goal? Yep. That's different than yeah, that was acceptable. You know, we we often run into clients that just really don't even know where to begin when they start. Th- not not really projection. They kind of always have a good feel of their business. I feel like they do anyway. Um, I feel like they do. Have a good feel. <laughs> but I I will th- I will say it's more that than a feeling. I want them to get some analytics behind it. I want them to prove that they have thought through the where they're going. Yeah. And so I I like when we have those conversations with our clients about that. It's okay. You don't really have a very clear picture of where you're wanting to go. And you don't know why you've gotten to here. You don't know either the past or the future. That's when I get a little bit nervous with a client. I remember, so you did a great job of this at um, the conference that we were just at and in leading a session. And it was essentially, hey, how can we make our firms better type stuff? And every single question that got raised, your answer was always, what is your goal? What's your goal? Because your goals are gonna determine the answer to so many questions mm-hmm. about how you're operating your business. For example, if my goal is to quadruple in size in four years, I got to figure out a plan to do it. The question of, hey, how many people do I need to do my work is very, very different than I want to retire in four years and I'm starting to scale back. Correct. I may need 20 people here and I may, may need two people here. 
Mm-hmm. And it's the same question, but your goals influence the actual decision oh, making that happens. That, that was an interesting session to me. It was like, okay, you know, they'd be asking, well, how big should I, you know, what should I do about hiring? Well, how big do you want to get? Yeah. How should I do about sales? Well, how big do you want to get? Yeah. How, how many, many sales people do I need? How many, how many sales, how, when should I start a sales program? How many people do you want to, how many new clients do you want to add? Like, it doesn't matter. I can't, I can't tell you what the answer is without you knowing where what, you're trying to go. Yeah, where you're trying to go. The question, I mean, I can't give you the, the answer without knowing the right question. Yeah. That's like somebody saying, hey, where's the restaurant? Well, what do you want? Where, you know, which restaurant or yeah. where, you know, where mm-hmm. what are you wanting to eat? You know, yeah. like once you have, there's some basic parameters that you have to be able to put pen to paper on mm-hmm. before you can start to ask the questions that are actually going to evaluate our market. And, and, and trends, and, trends could be misleading for that. Mm-hmm. My trend may be my labor cost is going up a little bit. Well, if my goal is to increase labor right now for future growth opportunities, perfectly fine. Then check the box. Let's move on. Correct. But if that's if my goal isn't that, well, maybe I need to dig into that. Well, I, I would look at it as, hey, I had to replace a longtime employee that was doing a really high production. But I got two new yeah. people coming in now. Well, now I need to make sure that I overhire for that because they yeah. may not both work out. But if they do work out, that's great. But if not, I'm, they're not going to be produced for the next two years like the other person was doing. Yeah. Now I've just had to pay twice as much for the same amount of work done. Yeah. Absolutely. I have, and I have a labor problem. So I and, could and have, I could have a labor problem. And then, but so in three years, I'm going to be better off than I am today because I got two people at full speed versus one person yep. at full speed. And to carry that analogy through, it could be that that is the new normal. Like we have a lot of clients that are facing that today. Even to some extent, we're doing that. Yeah. I we are in a big hiring season right now. We're yep. trying to bring in a bunch of people, and we have resources, time, talent, people, dollars tied dollars. to getting those people in the door. And I can t- I can guarantee you just about if I haven't this is anecdotal I haven't looked at data but I would put a large sum of money betting on the fact that our recruiting cost by uh, per seat filled if that's the metric we wanted to measure is significantly higher today simply because yeah. we have to spend a lot more talent or time resources getting people to show up to a freaking interview <laughs> that's right? one and, honestly just. And so, is that the new normal because things have shifted? Is that a long time normal? Is that a short term normal? Well, there's the, let's just say the beginning. The inputs, the getting people to apply for the job is harder. So you have to spend more time doing that. You now have applied for a job. Great, I get it more. I got to have a lot. I have a lot thinner candidate pool, so I still want to be super picky yeah. on who we hire. So I got to go through a lot more interviews than I normally would. Yeah, it just takes time. Yeah, and all those things are happening though. I mean, all of our event, like all of our costs are going up. All like so that's our course direction. This really, really came down to. Hey, the market's moving a little bit. Like our costs to, have, to have employer different. Our costs for, and it was important for us to go. We still want to invest in our growth. We still want to invest in our services. We still want to invest in making things. We better. still have those goals out there. We had no choice but to look really hard at how we're pricing new clients, how we're pricing existing clients, the work that we're doing, what what's inside a scope. Um, how can we become more efficient? On the, and how on can the payroll we side, things? it's okay. We're we're growing at a very good clip. We have to invest in that growth and with the infrastructure, it's going to take longer to train our folks because it just is. Yeah. Um, it's going, we want to get more people to have the ability to, to help with onboarding of a client. That's going to take more resources. means we got to train them. All that stuff goes into those costs, that cost mindset. But now this time of year is what I, and the, my first goal at the middle of the year is make sure, Hey, are we, are we on still on track with where we want to go for this next six months? I'm looking six months out to the end of the year right now. Mm-hmm. And is that and is that goal still the goal that needs to be for the two years from now? Are we do we move miss the target there? And then from there, I'm starting to look. Okay, we're on track financially. We're on track with our people. All right, do I have the cash and reserves I need to have for taxes? 
And then what could I do to make getting to my goal in the year even better, like easier? <laughs> so is there something I should be investing in now? People, time, technology, whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think that I, I kind of let the cat out of the bag uh, a little bit ago, but the, the reality is, is once you do that and you see where you are relative to your goals and if you're on track or if you're not on track and you can explain those trends or maybe you find something, it really then comes back to you either have to adjust what you're doing to get yourself back on track or you have to accept the fact that you're not going to hit that goal and it needs to be that goal needs to be adjusted or that this is the new reality because i i mean i've i have had quite a few conversations in the past probably 18 months or so with people that just want to complain about all of the problems that are going on right now. And I mean, I don't, I'm not talking about like geopolitical stuff. I'm just talking about the reality of it sucks hiring right now yep. or inflation is terrible. I have to pay $5 for a gallon of gas or whatever it may be. And I wish it was like $5. all of those things are, well, <laughs> you have gas guzzlers like we drive. Yeah, it's, it's not good. $5 isn't I'm what I look at. at. A bicycle. I think a bicycle right. would be great for me. But it, it's, it get, it all comes back to if, if it's an uncontrollable factor, like I'm not going to influence what Exxon charges for gas, right? But if it's an uncontrollable factor, I either have to live to learn with it, which means or adjust. stop adapt, complaining adapt. or adjust. Right. And Adapt or live with it, right? That's yeah. what it is. It change or yeah. don't. It's up to you, but you have to decide. Which is the beauty of working with small businesses because what do they do? Change all the time. They change, they <laughs> change adapt, the and they overcome. Overcome. And they, yep. they move up, which is, yep. a, is it's a lot of fun. I, I like this time of year for reflection. I think it's super important. Um, it's easy to get lost in the weeds. We all get busy during the summertime. It's nice to be out and about and hanging, you know, doing fun stuff outside. It's a good time also to be thinking about getting on your business, not in your business. Yeah. In our cycle, if you're in a lawn care business, it's not the good time. Yeah. That would be spring and fall or winter yeah. and, you know, the different timing. That you can be a that could be a mid-year for you is not peak season. But if you are in a restaurant business, it's a great time to do it. Yeah. That's that's your that's your Monday Tuesday. Yeah, right? yeah, you're something something on my knees anyway. All right, Matt. So you know, at some point, let's say that we've sat down, we decided it's time to work on our business, not in our business, and we've evaluated our trends. We have come up with maybe these are some things that we've uh, found that aren't working or it's just a little bit wonky. Where do we go from here? I I would you know I, I'm a big believer in you know you can do it, you know scaling up or uh, EOS. I love the idea of rocks. I want to make some big decisions on what I want to fix in the next 90 days to make sure we're back on track for me hitting my goals by the end of the year. So I'm going to basically create my action plan of we're going to do get these things done between now and the end of the next quarter, September or whatever quarter you're on to get back on track. I think that's a, a huge step and making sure that is the course correction and you're, and you're putting it on paper and it's something that has a deadline and somebody's assigned to make sure that gets done with a fixed date that everybody agrees upon that's going to get done. And then you create a plan against how, how that's going to get done. But you guys all, everybody has to agree on that. I think the thing I like about that is that it's proactive. Mm -hmm. It gives you framework for what your day to day should look like to some extent. Now that doesn't mean you don't have other things that pop up, but when you establish like this quarter, these are the things that we're going to accomplish proactively as a team of, of leaders or whoever it is that's on, on that team for you guys. Um, You're essentially setting the bar of, this is what this quarter looks like. Mm-hmm. And when it's all cascaded to actually hit those three years, five years, 10 year goals, 
then you know that you're actually working on growing this thing the way you want to grow or whatever goals you may have. Because yep. without that, it's just some days, and I know you probably have had these oh, days. Yeah. I know I have. You just, you show up and it's like, Hey, what am I going to do today? Yeah. Let me, what's, you know, and then you get sidetracked on, oh, that person sent an email. He's got me down a rabbit trail of, and then three hours later. It's, I spent three hours on email just, you know. Yeah. Marking stuff that I should have deleted a long time ago. Yeah. And those yeah. quarterly quarterly goals, quarterly mm-hmm. rocks, whatever you want to call them, depending upon the system you're using, helps provide focus. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and some some real, this is the things that have to happen. I like how you put, it is, they're written down. They are specific. Um, you know, we talk about smart goals before, but there's a date and everybody is clear. If you have a leadership team, everybody is clear on what that actually means. Mm -hmm. So we've not just written a statement that says this is our rock, but we've actually defined that statement on what winning or completing that rock actually looks like. Yep. Uh, Because I enjoy that process too. It is. It's, it's fun. Uh, It's clarifying. It's very clarifying. We have a goal and I know what to go do to do it. That's huge. Yeah, because worst worst case scenario, at the end of the quarter, everybody comes back together, and it is, oh, hey, I did that. Oh, well, that's not what you were supposed to do. Right. I'm glad that you got that done, but nobody thought that was a, a big deal, yeah. you know? And it's like, oh, well, maybe, maybe we're, maybe we're not a little off a line again, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Any part uh, passing thoughts as we wrap up here? I, I think, like I said, now's the time. Don't wait. Get, get your course corrected, and then create a plan to go against it. Excellent. Excellent. So for all you guys out there listening, we really appreciate it. Thanks for spending some time with us uh, today or whenever it is that you listen to this podcast. If there's anything that we can do for you, we would love to hear from you. You can reach us at onestepbetter at patrickaccounty.com uh, or onestepbetter at works.com. Uh, so thank you guys for listening again. Y'all have a great day. Thanks for listening to the One Step Better podcast. I really appreciate it if you would take some time to rate us five stars on your podcast player of choice and make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss out on another episode. Thanks and have a great day.